what's the hardest thing about writing? Well, it's getting started. Maybe you're having a hard time coming up with a story idea, or you're stuck on where to take your story next. If you want a way into a story or a way through, I have nine story starters to help you. This free PDF is full of story seeds and prompts to get you going. To download your nine story starters, go to nancypinuccio.com forward slash start. That's Nancy with an I, Pinuccio with two C's, nancypinuccio.com forward slash start. What you emphasize in scene and what you skim over in summary is entirely up to you as the author, but it should be a conscious decision. It should never be arbitrary. Writer Unleashed is for you, a writer who has a story you want to bring onto the page and into the hearts and minds of readers. I'm Nancy Pinuccio, writer, editor, and writing coach. And each week, we'll explore techniques, mindsets, and inspiration for writing stories readers can't put down. Thanks for spending some time with me today. Now let's begin. What is seen? What is summary? What's the difference? And when do you use one or the other? In this episode, I'm going to talk about the difference between scene and summary and when to use one or the other. Often I receive manuscripts that are told almost entirely in summary. Writers think they're writing in scene, but it's pages and pages of summary. I want you to know that you're not alone in your confusion about what a scene is versus what a summary is. I didn't know I was writing stories entirely in summary for years until a teacher pointed it out. I had no idea what the difference was, let alone how to write a scene. And it took me a very long time to know how to use summary strategically within a scene. Often the wrong things are summarized and the wrong things are written in scene. Often I'll make a notation that a passage or line feels like plot told as summary. And then we get a lot of insignificant moments written in scene. So you wanna be intentional about what you write as scene and what you write as summary. We're often urged to rely on scene to advance your story. A scene is more memorable than summary, absolutely. I'm always asking for more scenes, but summary, especially in a novel, is useful. We need to use spare amounts of summary so that we're not burdening our reader with too much detail. We don't need the play-by-play of this happened, then this happened, then this, and this, then this. 
it helps to think cinematically. When you watch a movie or a Netflix series, we'll have a scene acted out in a specific place, let's say the living room, and it will happen within a specific time frame and will involve specific people. And it will advance the story and deepen our understanding about the characters and their situation. Something significant happens in the scene. It fulfills its story purpose. And then we cut to another scene in another place at a different time with characters again acting the action out in real time. In a story, a scene shows us what's happening in real time through action, dialogue, internal thoughts, and description. It's one dramatic action that moves the story forward. So what you choose to write in scene and what you choose to summarize depends on the needs of your story. That's why it's important to know what your main character wants and what the main story problem is, what the main goal is. Last week's episode on essential plot elements goes into more detail on that. Episode 169, I'll link in the show notes. But you'll need to have a baseline idea of who your story is about and what the main story goal is, and who or what is impeding him or her from getting it. You want to make conscious decisions about what to put in scene, and what to put in summary. So in this episode, I'm going to talk about the difference between scene and summary, and when to use one or the other. So let's dive right in. What is scene? What is summary? Scene is where the action plays out in real time with the characters acting it out. It happens in one specific place and time, and we, the reader, experience it as though we're watching it unfold on a stage or screen. You can film a scene, you can't film a summary. I like Dwight Swain's definition of scene. He says a scene is a unit of conflict lived through by character and reader. A scene is a unit of conflict lived through by character and reader. A unit of conflict means there's dramatized action surrounding a desire and resistance, or a goal and an obstacle. I talk about this in episode 163, Five Tips for Writing Stronger, More Structured Scenes. I'll link in the show notes. But here's the thing. Dramatized action is not summarized. In scene, the reader watches and experiences the action through the point of view character's physical and emotional experience. In summary, it's already happened. In scene, it's happening. It's unfolding in real 
time. And we're not aware of what's going to happen, just like the point of view character is not aware. It's immediate. The scene is unfolding at the same pace that the character is experiencing it. We're experiencing it with the character in real time. In summary, it's already happened or it's what generally happens habitually. It's compressed time. A summary can compress months or years, hours or minutes. Because of that, summaries are an efficient way to move the story forward without bogging your story down with too much dense detail. Summary compresses time where nothing significant happens, but it is necessary to give context for your scenes. Readers need context. They need to understand why the character behaves or responds a certain way or makes certain choices. Summary can provide significant history or essential background. It can give a character's take on the other characters. Here's an example of summary from The Great Gatsby that compresses time. My family have been prominent, well-to-do people in this Middle Western city for three generations. The Caraways are something of a clan, and we have a tradition that we're descended from the Dukes of Blukic, but the actual founder of my line was my grandfather's brother, who came here in 51, sent a substitute to the Civil War, and started the wholesale hardware business that my father carries on today. So it's summarizing what already happened, and it gives us context as he narrates the forward-moving action. Summary could also be what generally happens habitually. For example, every Thursday after school, Allison would walk the three miles to her job at the Scribner Hollow Resort. So it's something she'd habitually do every Thursday. Summary. A scene would be something significant that happened on the way to her job. One afternoon, as she walked down Spring Street, John pulled up and offered her a ride. So this signals something's about to disrupt the general state of things. Scenes are for significant moments where something changes. It could mark a turning point a confrontation, an interaction, an insight, big or small. Scenes probe the moment. It doesn't gloss over it, meaning it treats a relatively short amount of time in depth and in detail. So it's time slowed down, but the reader moves through it quickly. It moves faster than summary. When you have too much summary or when things that should be dramatized and seen are summarized, the story moves laboriously slow and the writing becomes flabby. 
That's why you want to be selective about what and where you summarize and what you bring into focus through scene. Summary may span a long swath of time in a short space, or it may cover generalized time, things that happen habitually. In The Great Gatsby, Fitzgerald sums up accounts of Gatsby's parties, which are plentiful. So we don't need a scene for every single party, just the ones where something significant happens or there's a change in the plot or some turning point where things change or where new information is revealed. So when something's a pattern, like the lavish parties Gatsby throws, he gives a general summary of how a typical Gatsby party is. Here's an example. Snell was there three days before he went to the penitentiary, so drunk out on the gravel drive that Mrs. Ulysses Sweat's automobile ran over his right hand. Benny McClenahan arrived always with four girls. They were never quite the same ones in physical person, but they were so identical one with another that it inevitably seemed they had been there before and that their last names were either the melodious names of flowers and months or the sterner ones of the great American capitalists whose cousins, if pressed, they would confess themselves to be. And Mrs. Claudia Hip, with a man reputed to be her chauffeur and a prince of something, whom we called Duke, and whose name, if I ever knew it, I have forgotten. All these people came to Gatsby's house in the summer. Okay, so he sums up the summer of parties. It's a pattern, and so we don't need to see all of these parties play out in scene. And notice the level of detail that he brings to this summary. But imagine if we'd gotten every one of Gatsby's parties in scene. We wouldn't know what was important to focus on. We wouldn't know which party to attach any meaning to. So summary is useful to help you avoid that too slow literalness of what happens play by play. That's why you want to be selective about how you use summary and where you place it. We use summary to compress time where nothing significant happens or to show how things habitually were, patterns. So he summarizes the parties in general, how they were habitually, but when something significant happens at one of these parties, he moves in closer to scene. As soon as I arrived, I made an attempt to find my host, but The two or three people of whom I asked his whereabouts stared at me in such an amazed way and denied so vehemently any knowledge of his movements that I slunk off in the direction of the cocktail table, the only place in the garden where a single man could linger without looking purposeless and alone. Okay, so this is summary. It's not as 
broad a summary as the typical party summary was, but imagine if he detailed every interaction with the two or three people he inquired about Gatsby's whereabouts. It's leading up to a scene. He starts to move into scene with, I slunk off in the direction of the cocktail table. Next, he moves into active scene. I was on my way to get roaring drunk from sheer embarrassment when Jordan Baker came out of the house and so stood at the head of the marble steps, leaning a little backward and looking with contemptuous interest down into the garden. So here we move into an interaction with Nick and Jordan Baker and some other characters. It's brought into scene. It's significant because here is where Nick hears the rumor that Gatsby once killed a man. We're wondering, is it true? And when will we find out? So we're learning it as Nick Carraway does. And the promise is that we'll learn more about Gatsby as Nick does in due time. Okay, we've covered a lot, so here are four key points I want to leave you with. Number one, scene is one specific action examined at length and in great detail. In scene, it's happening in real time, and we're experiencing it unfolding at the same pace the characters do. Number two, summary is compressed time. It's already happened, or it's something that happens habitually, a general pattern of things that happen regularly. Point number three, you want to save scenes for significant moments, turning points, confrontations, insights, encounters, when the point of view character learns something new, when there's relevant change. And point number four, Beautiful economies can be provided by summary. It can provide context for what happens in the scene and relieve the reader of the too slow literalness of writing scene after scene after scene after scene. Now, you can start a scene with summary or you can weave summary into the scene, but you want to use summary sparingly and strategically. Now, what you emphasize in scene and what you skim over in summary is entirely up to you as the author, but it should be a conscious decision. It should never be arbitrary or because you don't want the novel to be too long. If you're writing in summary because you think writing in scene will make it too long and tedious, you may want to rethink your storyline because it's likely jam-packed with too many ingredients and too many storylines. You likely have more than one novel in there. So you want to make conscious decisions about what to put in scene and what to put in summary. I hope this episode clarifies what scene is, what summary is, and when to write in one or the other. So there you have it. 
Thanks for hanging out with me today. And if you know any writers who need some support in their writing, please share this episode or the Writer Unleashed podcast in general. And if you love what you're listening to, subscribe on your favorite listening platform and please leave me a review. Reading how this podcast impacts your writing truly lights me up and helps me create topics for the show. Till next time, keep writing and I'll talk to you soon.